there, this is Stefan Kumler from Obscura, Germany. You are listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, everyone, welcome back once again to a new edition of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sonny, here, and today I am with a multi-talented Stefan Kumerer. Uh, quite the honor, man. Thank you so much for joining our IUF series today. Uh, Stefan, this is an important yet exciting time of the year for you and the rest of the guys over at Obscura with the release of your latest full-length album, A Valediction, which drops this fall, uh, November 19th, or Nuclear Blast. And I just want to start things off by commending you on all the well-deserved acknowledgments this has been getting so far especially with those you know extreme hitting singles that recently dropped uh solaris and the title track there's just quite a lot to discover about this headbanger of a record and who you are all about but before we get to all that and beyond we talked about it before this interview started i feel like you know there is a light at the end of this long tunnel we've been in and i can't help but ask stefan how are you holding up these days and what's life been like in germany for the last let's say eight or nine months instead of 18 months, if you can even sum that up. <laughs> oh, well, uh, the sun is shining, beer is cold, and the vibes are fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And now we're just going to end it right there. That's perfect. <laughs> uh, uh, of course, we, we got hit by the pandemic like everybody else. Um, shows right. got uh, cancelled, moved a thousand times. We have been in a very... Um, good situation that we played our last tour in early 2020 i think march april we played the last show without any cancelled concert and a week after we played our last show in our hometown well the world closed down at least over here in europe and right the timing well i mean there's, there's nothing positive about it but uh, the timing couldn't have been better since uh, after the tour uh, we, we closed the touring cycle for the previous record uh, we started writing on a new album, um, we changed the record label, we worked on a new record, like uh, working on all the logistics where to record, and um, also members changed, and many, many, many things changed. So uh, this entire time from early 2020 to now um, was a big, big, big black hole when it comes to live shows. But um, as I'm a very optimistic and positive person, I try to use this time the best way possible. So what we did in the meantime was simply focusing on writing an album, recording it, uh, producing the entire, um, the entire effort. And in the end afterwards, we have been focusing entirely on uh, music videos, yeah. on working on our live show, working on gear and everything. And as you mentioned, we have two um, singles that already dropped and have been published. And the reason why we finally came up with a proper video production was simply the extra time we had. So in the end, it's not entirely positive, but we made the best out of the situation. And as you mentioned, uh, the world is looking into a, a bright future pretty much. And uh, I hear it in the US, the first tours, national wide tours happened without any, any shows being canceled. For example, the D side and uh, cataclysm tour that was just wrapped uh, i think a week ago that gives hope and whoever yeah. thought that gives hope to anyone <laughs> and uh i just want to add on to that so uh so that tour did finish and i actually covered the metal tour of the year i don't know if you knew about that with megadeth and lamb of god um i covered uh two of the first four dates and it opened up here in texas and i, I was a little concerned i mean i didn't know what the turnout was going to be i don't know if the 
for everyone and the bands were going to be healthy and everything else in between. But it was an amazing turnout. I mean, it opened up here in in, uh, in Texas. I went to the Dallas state and then I covered the one in El Paso. And by the way, for anyone who's listening, who doesn't know, if you drive 10 miles, if you drive 10 hours in Texas, you're still in Texas. <laughs> and I've been living in Texas all my life, just showing how big this state is. But we, we drove out to West Texas for the fourth tour date for that metal tour of the year. And again, it was the same thing. Like it was a great turnout. People were, you know, it felt like a real show, you know, and I didn't know what to do with myself. Like out of all the shows I've been to, and going to a Megadeth show, being your one of your first shows to attend, you know, post, I, I don't want to say post pandemic because we're st- technically still in the pandemic, but it was so encouraging to see. And as of right now, as we're talking, that tour is, is still going on. No cancellations, no postponements. Um, all the bands have been playing their sets. You know, it, it, it's something like that. And you pointed out with the Cataclysm tour, they just finished up without any, you know, without any, you know, um, um um, holding back or any delays or any postponements postponements on their end. So it's nice to see something like that. And uh, I wanted to add something else to this part of this interview here, because, you know, staying busy during this time is an easier said than done process. But obviously before the pandemic, Stefan, you were talking about, you know, touring, right? And with that, you've been at this for quite a while, man. I mean, Obscura, I mean, the band's inception was back in 2002. Now, if I'm math is correct you've been at this for nearly two decades maybe even more than that now whether it's with you know obscura or tholkandra or even dehydrate i'll even throw that band in there you know you've been you know you performed in many festivals like brutal assault seventy thousand times up from the ground hellfest to name a few over the years what is it about performing live that you love the most or maybe even miss the most do you have a newfound appreciation about it now. Now, considering taking in everything that I told you, what I've seen for the last month with the metal tour of the year, you know, just all things coming in together right now. What I miss the most is simply the fact uh, performing on stage and interacting with uh, our fans or work, walking on um, on the festival grounds. Um, I mean, festivals in Europe, uh, the, Bigger ones like Wacken, Summer Breeze, Hellfest, they're somewhere in between 50 to 80,000 people. And everybody's camping, so it's more like an happening. It's more like a like a hippie festival with heavy metal, so to say. Yeah. And uh, that's extremely exciting. And also in the social part, um, all my life I've been visiting metal shows, rock shows, uh, downtown Munich, down, uh, over here in, in my little town, Landshut, an hour north. And if you miss all of that, you also miss um, like all your friends, and uh, you miss the friendship and and uh, talking uh, talking to someone in uh, in person is uh, something different than a meeting for a coffee or a beer on Skype, for example. So I, I really miss that. And the second part is simply um, traveling, traveling the world, yeah. as you mentioned. Um, Obscura to Kandra, both bands are around uh, 19 and 18 years old, and we played around the globe so far. And a big part of what you're doing, aside staying on stage, is uh, simply traveling. If you travel to Asia, if you, for us Europeans traveling um, to the United States, uh, from state to state, Canada, um, downwards to Mexico, this is always a, a tiny adventure. Even if you have been yeah. there, like, for example, in London, I played probably 20 or 30 shows, but every time it's extremely exciting 
um, visiting another city or another country. And the best is always visiting a city you haven't been before. And one, one of my biggest aims is simply to play uh, in all countries. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm still missing South America with Obscura. I'm still missing China and Russia and India. And um, this all is simply not happening since two years. And we, yeah. we haven't been able to, to leave. I mean, within Europe, okay, there are restrictions. Uh, for a couple of months, they've been really, really hard. For a couple of months this year, uh, they open up again. So you can at least travel within Europe, Central Europe. Um, but uh, for example, we are not allowed to travel to the US at the moment. There's a travel ban for European citizens. And therefore, it's quite hard to plan anything. Yeah. But um, like friends and traveling are the most the most things I'm missing at the moment. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I have some friends in you know Australia, for example. They're on their I don't know how many lockdowns they've had since the whole thing began, and you know there's there's bands who can't do what you know what all these bands that we mentioned that are doing currently. You know, there's so many different restrictions and uh policies in place around the world in different countries and and you know you know you summed it up pretty perfectly uh uh now stefan you know on the bright side of all this you're talking about traveling i can't help but ask because a really cool question that i like asking my guest is uh with traveling i'm sure it comes with you know um immersing yourself in different cultures around the world as well at the same time now having said that do you have like a favorite restaurant that you've been to, you know, that's not, you know, Germany based that, you know, that you can recall on top of your head that, wow, I remember when I did this tour, when I went to this country, I remember the food there. It was amazing. Do you have anything like that that you can share? <laughs> well, actually uh, a couple of, a couple of them. And um, I have a friend who is also uh, sometimes driving for us. He, um, he came up with uh, our own map, like a Google, Google map list of the best uh, venues to eat <laughs> okay <laughs> so uh we, we put all all the names there in in the u.s it was definitely uh guest monkey and grill oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> uh, last time we played there uh, uh, on the diluvium tour 2018 and uh it was really a cool venue with an outdoor um uh, yeah live setup yeah and played outdoor but inside it was like a really cool like a uh, burger joint or burger place and um we as band uh, have been able to um, order a burger whatever we wanted to and i asked what they can recommend so just being nice and they, they gave me something it was like i think half half of a deer or something i ate for three days on this burger <laughs> yeah it's uh it's uh it's um it's a venison burger oh, by the way did it have an egg on top i think there was everything they had in the okay because <laughs> that's very <laughs> popular because i think i know which I, I forget the name so what they're doing with that restaurant they're actually adding um i think they've already added it there's actually a stage inside they added in that restaurant so um, which is actually pretty cool. So hopefully you get to see that next time you do come to Dallas. But I forgot the name of that, that burger you're talking about. I don't. I, I think I know what you're talking about though. I forget the name, but I remember seeing like an egg on top of it. I think it's the venison burger, if I'm not mistaken. But, <laughs> I don't but I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to like look that up now because now you know it's noon here, so it's lunchtime. So you, I think you might have kind of uh, set up lunch for me. But <laughs> it's it's pretty cool though. I love that you mentioned the gas monkey. And have you had Texas barbecue yet, by any chance? 
Not yet, not yet, oh because we've always been on tour. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So make sure you add that to the list. Whoever's making up that list, the the you know, with the Google Maps, and uh, make sure you add Texas Barbecue <laughs> to the list. There's this place called uh, Pecan Lodge here in Dallas, and it's in downtown, and it's in the on the street where they're all the music venues are. So it's not too far from wherever you will be performing. Hopefully, I'm assuming it's going to be on that Elm Street, which is Deep Ellum based area. So um, Pecan Lodge, remember that. So that's the Texas barbecue. Uh, so I know we can talk about food forever, Stefan. Let's talk about, we talk about everything. Let's talk about the new album now, <laughs> the, A Valediction, uh, drops November 19th on Nuclear Blast Records. Now this is the band's sixth album and, and you know, the sixth, sixth album, you know that word when I say that. Before we get into the core of A Valediction, this is the follow-up to 2018's Deluvium and you mentioned that earlier. Uh, but Stefan, here you are, you know, six albums in. You also mentioned in one of the press releases how this was a personal record, you know, and you are also the sole original member left since the dawn of all this. Is there any such thing as pressure for you for when you sit down to write a whole new album or even just a follow up again, considering we are well into Obscura's career at this point? Um, well, I never felt uh, pretty much pressure except for deadlines. <laughs> to be honest. But uh, no, writing the album is always something that uh, works out naturally. Mm -hmm. So you, you have a couple of uh, musicians, uh, everybody puts their ideas on the table, and then you sort out and assemble an album in the end. But as you mentioned, it's uh, album number six. Um, it's the first album out of a new trilogy. And uh, the previous record, the Lupium, ended a four album cycle we worked for roughly 10 years on. So, all those four albums there, they've been connected regarding music, visuals, but also lyrics. And uh, I felt a little bit stuck into this concept in the very last album, to be honest. So, with the new one, it's, it's more or less like a restart, it's a, a blank page you have in front of you. Mm -hmm. Also, nowadays we know what we're doing. Back when we started in 2002, we've been greenhorns, bad greenhorns. <laughs> and uh, now, nowadays we, we know how to handle things and how to work together and how to prevent any, any tensions or pres uh, pressure or when it comes to deadlines, as I mentioned. So we simply have um, more experience. We know each other. And uh, writing on this album was uh, was quite easy because this this feeling like okay this is like a reincarnation this is like a, a fresh new start. Also, um, the the other guys somehow socked up, and that turned out musically to songs we probably would not have used in the past because in the past we we in our early twenties we've been. Kind of narrow-minded like okay this is too far away from death metal we cannot use it and uh, oh no the sound a little bit heavy uh, no that's forbidden and on this album we simply uh, used all the ideas we wanted to use and in the end we created an album with 11 songs and a broad palette of different feelings different vibes different paces and if you listen to the album front to end it's it's like a roller coaster. You have which I, uh, which I, which I did. I was gonna say like because from from when I first started listening to Valediction to where I ended up finishing it, it was just 
like I was in a whole different emotion by the end of the album, you know, like it, it starts on one side and it ends on a completely different side, which is great because it really shows the whole broad spectrum on the musicality within your compositions, you know, and sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but I wanted to, you know, piggyback off what you were saying. But if you wanted to finish what you were going to say right there. It's really cool that you mentioned it. Thank you very much. Um, um, regarding regarding the, the broad palette, um, Frederick Nordstrom mentioned it's BOM, best of mm. metal. So <laughs> because you, you have everything, you have uh, white snake riffs, you have uh, uh, extremely brutal, old school, rotten song uh, like Devout Usurper, which is almost. Um, that's my favorite song. That is my favorite song. I'm not every kid. That's my favorite one. <laughs> yeah, it's something uh, obituary or bloodbath would do, but you wouldn't expect from a from a band like us. Wow. At, at the same time, we have more fragile compositions or arrangements like the the closing track heritage with which is almost yeah something uh, regarding fusion and mm -hmm. uh, you have the big epic opening track uh, forsaken you have uh, a bittersweet composition like the title track and so much uber guitar work everywhere and i i simply love the album i, I can still listen to it also, I, I worked on it for like one and a half, two years straight, and I'm still feeling well, relieved and happy at the same time that uh, that it turned out that well in the end. Bro, the thing is, we got two months till this album comes out. I mean, I and uh, the fact that I've I'm itching for the public to everyone out there just to hear this album because you know this is quite the follow up, man. Because dare I say? you have one up yourselves and raise the bar yet again. And uh, you mentioned your bandmates, but can we just give a shout out to, you know, Christian, Jerome and, and David, because I feel like they don't get enough credit because they seriously went above and beyond with you on this record. You know, you mentioned, you know, Devour Usurper, you know, Heritage. I'll even shout out to the Necromancer and the title track, the, the first track Forsaken. And again, I, I, I'm going to sound like I'm repeating myself here, but you guys as a unit, have really expanded on your musicality. And by that, I mean, you know, fusing these sounds of, you know, extreme metal also in a progressive melodic atmospheres and with your trademark tech deck elements within your compositions. And of course your vocals on a scale of one to 10, you also said that this record goes to 11. And I think you've certainly crossed that off the checklist. And I agree with you. You've taken this identity within the band sound and are still growing with it. And a big part of, that has to do with the production. And we briefly talked about Friedrich Nordstrom and, you know, and Studio Friedman, and he's known for his work with In Flames and Architects. With this production, I mean, the sound was sharp. It was on point. It, it was so polished and it was well-rounded. It really showed the dedication, you know, to your craft. And I know the drums and guitars and the bass were all recorded in, you know, national studios across the Netherlands and Austria and Germany. But talk about that and talk about Friedrich for a second. I'm sure that there was that sense of comfortability in the studio for you, Stefan, knowing that you had someone like Frederick working on this new age of Obscura with you. Is that right? Yes, but it was um, a decision I made uh, a while ago, simply hmm. because we had this mentioned blank page in front of us. For the past, we always worked with the same engineer. We worked with the same art artist uh, for all the artworks. And uh, those albums have been connected. So now I want to open up a new chapter. And I was looking for the, the right person uh, regarding mix and master. And 
I love all those timeless productions uh, Frederick Nordstrom did in the in the 90s. Uh, I think most of the metal fans out there are quite familiar with In Flames, with At the Gates, Lord of the Soul, Demo Boggy or Arch Enemy, and uh, his list never ends. All those albums in the 90s, they've been fantastic and stood the test of time, in my opinion. But for me, um, the decision to definitely go to Sweden, to Gothenburg, and work with Frederick was um, a production he did for Architects, a British band, quite famous over here. And um, there he showed that he, he really can unfold a production and bring his own stamp to it towards the vocal production and the acoustic uh, recordings and bring everything into a bright and deep, almost 3D-like mix. This was definitely the right decision. And if I listen to the album right now and compare it with all our previous albums, it definitely sounds different, but a little bit more wider and deeper, to be honest. And working with him was such a pleasure because you, you also have to say that um, we never left Germany or uh, our comfort zone, so to say, to record abroad anywhere. And now we did not only change the studio, but we also changed the country. We went into Scandinavia, uh, more or less entirely blank, but no one of us ever worked with a Scandinavian engineer or producer at all. So we didn't know what to expect exactly. So what we did is simply preparing everything like top-notch, having a full pre-production, talking a lot, um, simply follow, follow the rule communication is key. We arrived there and executed everything like from front to end. And um, working with Frederick was such a such a pleasure that I all, already consider working with him on the next album again. Yeah, I hope that's. Uh, it sounds like you found the recipe you need. You know, like even if it's, I think it shows that you were still growing within the band, and that you know, almost twenty years in, here you are still learning more about yourself and learning more about. Um, you know, how creative you can get within your compositions. And Frederick was is a big testament to that. Shout out to him for getting this sound out there. Yes, please. I'm, I know I'm one of uh, thousands of fans out there, but stick with this recipe because you guys have something amazing uh, going on over here. Now, I'm hoping you can shed some more light on this because, you know, between writing and, and structuring the songs and the production process, like we just talked about, Something that I wanted to get into because this was this was very interesting to me. This is always interesting to me. This part because the lyricism throughout a valediction. You know, here's the thing: throughout Obscure's catalog, I mean, the lyrics are mostly based around you know philosophy and like space, you know, topics like that. You know, uh, Solaris, for example, that music video. You have that uh, again. This is just from my interpretation. You have this goddess-like figure in that music video. You know, you have these also these thematics that was mentioned on dealing with final farewells right i begin to think if there is something tangible like a theme to this album is that true and if it is how important are themes to you stefan um i love themes i love to know what uh to have some some kind of a guide i can uh, work along also it can be a kind of yeah kind of be too thin uh, in terms of room you have to interpret on your end. But regarding the regarding lyrics, it's definitely a shift from being quite abstract uh, from the past 
into something something more real and pure. And as I mentioned, uh, the production changed because I wanted to have a more human touch or organic feel. And therefore, I also wanted to shift the vocals a little bit because I always see the big picture. Also, the artwork is a big part of it. So we went away from the, the rather di digital work next to um, uh, and shifting to Elie Kanto, who worked with Testament and Chuck Billy a couple of times. So he has more like an organic and painting in oil way to work. Regarding lyrics, I simply wanted to unfold a little bit what was uh, already there, but a little bit buried in the past. Mm. And a valediction is the main theme of all those 11 songs. So we have 10 lyrics. One, is, uh, one song is an uh, instrumental. But all of those lyrics definitely deal with some kinds of farewells. And the reason I somehow went into this topic was uh, simply the fact that I lost a couple of friends, a couple of family members, musicians I worked with in the past. Um, and somehow that, that led me into, you know, reflecting a little bit what you did in your life. And um, nowadays I, I write music like it's uh, the last album I could do. So probably tomorrow I have a, a car accident and I'm not there anymore. So mm -hmm. um, I, I somehow changed my attitude a little bit towards uh, writing. I don't have to prove anything to anyone. So I rather work a little bit more, not introverted, but personal in that approach. Do you see uh, a... Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. Um, the, the mentioned um, friends, family members, musicians that, that left is definitely one, one topic. But a farewell can also be something positive. For example, if you leave behind a lot of negativity of like whatever bad situations you, you had, uh, whatever it's a relationship, if it's a, a toxic friendship, if it's um, something you simply want to leave behind you, um, or you had to believe behind you. There are so many different options. So I thought, okay, this is kind of interesting. And I had within, I think, two or three weeks, I had uh, my 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 guideline to write down a couple of um, yeah song titles and a couple of ideas which song could deal with everything. And now I have a song like "Devout Your Serpent," what you meant, uh, mentioned is your favorite track. "Devout Your Serpent" deals with uh, false friendship, and sometimes it's better to leave all this behind you. And do not even try it to, to uh, put it together again because sometimes it does it doesn't make any sense. So you just leave it behind you, fuck it, and uh, go into another direction. When stars collide in adversity, all those songs they have like a, a positive pace, in my opinion, because sometimes a farewell could be something positive. So you leave all of this bullshit behind you, whatever it is, yeah. and you start something new. And uh, the only song that is uh, a little bit different from all the others is uh, In Unity. It's the fifth song on the album. Yeah. Yeah, I deal with um, something really personal. I, I had to uh, figure when I was four, I think four, when my family left uh, Eastern Germany. Back in the days, East and West Germany has been divided. Of course, right. And uh, we escaped before the wall was down. So we basically left everything we had in Eastern Germany and started from scratch um, without anything in our pockets, nothing. So it was, according to my family, more or less like a spontaneous move. 
nothing planned and we just moved through different countries like Hungary and Austria to the Netherlands and um, and um, therefore I think we got raised with a, a little bit different attitude than the people I went to school with. Um, we simply um, how, how can I explain it? Um, if you get a little nice gesture from someone, this can mean the world to you. If you don't have anything, each tiny little aim uh, you reach during your, your life is like a big reward in the end. And you simply respect even the tiny little gestures more than uh, someone who has everything and gives you a little bit just for, you know, being nice to show everybody that he's nice. And that is also something we had to work uh, with through the band because when we started with the band, we had nothing, absolutely nothing. Nobody cared mm -hmm. about the style we played. Nobody took credit at all. They even said like, fuck you. <laughs> so what we did is we, we founded our own record label. We booked our own tours in the first five years. We did the, um, the entire DIY punk rock attitude, simply just to put uh, to, to work on the band because we believed it is exactly what we need to do. And therefore I see some kind of connection and the big picture explains a lot, I think. Yeah, and I feel like everything that you just, thank you for sharing, Stefan, by the way, um, because I think everything that you said, I think it, I think it resonates, especially at a time like today, you know, a lot of people, I mean, I mean, I've had, you know, friends, I'm going to do this because, you know, uh, friends have shown their true colors, unfortunately, you know, whether it's what you agree with, what you disagree with, and just a little gesture of a nice, but whatever nice gesture you can, you can do for someone, it really goes a long way. And, uh, the themes, I really think it really ties into the state of the world that we're in. I don't know if that had also an effect on your songwriting, um, everything else in between that went into that, but I think it, it, it really matches it. it, it again, it, it really, um, it, the emotional part of this album sticks and that's what I wanted to really discover. And you mentioned how this was a personal album. And I think that, again, that's another example on, everything, all the examples that you described, you know, growing up, your upbringings to where you are right now. It, it, I feel like with this new chapter of Obscure, it really opened up, you know, even a higher path for this band in the future. And I can't wait to see where you guys go from here. We haven't even released a new album yet, but I'm, I'm still excited <laughs> on what, what else is to come. Now, would it be safe to say that you see an album like a validation as a snapshot of where you are in a certain time in your life looking back i feel like you could say that with a lot of the other albums but especially with validation would that be safe to say um actually that counts for every album hmm. if i um if i think of it yes a validation is um if you listen to the album it's quite free it's the joy you you hear from all the songs um it's pretty much uh, yeah, a bunch of uh, mature musicians working on albums with the music they really like. I think that's what I hear. When I listen to our earlier material, um, it's... <laughs> do you, how, often, how often do you do that do you, when you go back to your first record? Do you do that often? Or is that just like, eh, that's a different part of my life. I don't know if I want to go back to that. You know what I'm saying? Because certain albums... Now... Uh, you know, I'm a musician myself. I don't play as much as I used to, but like with like compositions that you've done in the past, it's like 
I almost don't want to discover that personally. Again, I'm speaking for myself because it reminds me of a certain time or mind frame that I was in when I wrote that piece of music. Do you feel the same way or is it different? Yes, uh, it's definitely the same. And uh, every time we put together a set list for an upcoming tour, hmm. I listen through yeah most of the albums and uh, try to pick up some some nice spots because I don't want to repeat uh, the same set list over and over again. And of course, I have to listen to also also the old stuff. And on the previous on, on the last tour we did uh, two years ago, we also played something from the debut album. And I think um, how those albums could have sounded if we would have had the same knowledge as of now. But in the end, yeah. those records, those productions, all of them are a snapshot of time. I mean, each each album reminds me of the situation we have been back in the day. And I still think all those five previous albums and also the new one, they simply represent where we have been at the time. One album is quite confusing. One is uh, rather experimental. One is extremely polished and technical and you want to do everything right. One is a rather, yeah, a fresh and uh, yeah, spontaneous start. And another one is simply the fact that you don't know what you do. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, bro, I remember when uh, Cosmo Genesis came out and you guys blew my mind with that album. It was, I was going through a, I was going through a, a, a rough time in my life, but I just wanted to say that what your music has meant to me, you know, I've been listening to you guys for as long as you've been around, but Cosmo Genesis has a very special place in my heart because of a, of a, certain place i was at that time in my life i think it was like oh what is it oh oh eight when that album came out oh seven oh eight somewhere in there it was in the late 2000s when that um album was released and it really again the point of me telling you this is that you know your albums also serve as a snapshot in my in my life as well because it reminds me of certain times in my life because it it helped me get through that certain time you know so um anyway big shout out to cosmogenesis because that's a that's an amazing album in itself, but here you are six album in, and I think you've topped that already. Um, Stefan, man, um, we've covered a good amount of ground on this awesome, awesome conversation. Again, thanks for sharing everything you have. You know, I begin to think everything that you're telling me from when we first started talking to, you know, to the end here, what is the most, you know, rewarding part for someone like you who is now at this point in their career? Another way to see this, see this is that, at the same time, you've been involved with so many other different aforementioned talented people, artists, producers throughout that timeline we have discussed. And again, I'm excited to see where you go from here. Here we are, new chapter with a sixth album. As a musician, as a frontman, hell, as, as a human being, have your aspirations, have they changed or evolved since when you first started performing in the industry? I, I would think yes. Like, do you see things differently today? Yes, absolutely. I I understand the mechanics, how everything works way better. And what I had to learn the very hard way is the fact that you need uh, people to help you to work uh, in an established band. So for a couple of years, I tried to do it myself, like everything. We never had a booking agent in, in, the, in the States and still played, I don't know how many tours over there. And that all went well, but at a certain point, you simply 
it's it's like working in a team. You you cannot do everything yourself. If you play football, you can play against another team, but if you're alone, you will lose definitely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, there's some footballers I could think that could probably take on a whole team by themselves. Uh, you've, you've seen you've seen some highlights, but <laughs> maybe 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 okay. maybe <laughs> only once in a time. But um, um, I, as I, as I mentioned before, I think. Um, looking back, one of those um, those gestures you, you get, even if you um, if you are no one for for some people, that really helps. And there are some some parts I, I remember, like uh, it was yesterday, for example, the first tour supporting Cosmogenes in, in the United States. We have been once again greenhorns. We didn't know what to do. We've been a bunch of Germans and uh, what year? What, what year was this? I'm curious now. 2009. Okay, yeah. See, it was 09. Okay, I thought it was like 2008, somewhere, somewhere like that. Yeah, 2009 makes more sense. Okay, okay. And um, and we supported Cannibal Corpse on on their uh, North American tour. It was a quite long tour, and we didn't know how things work because touring in the states is entirely different than touring in, in Europe. It's a different world, a different planet, a different galaxy, so to say. And uh, the gentlemen from Cannibal Corpse and especially their crew, they figured that we've been uh, not that secure in what we are doing. Let's call it like that. And they really took us aside and showed us like things work, like the, the merch girl showed us like, hey, you have to handle things like that. Um, the, the drum and guitar tech, they showed us a couple of tricks and, and simply took us aside, gave us some guides. All those things they don't have to do, not at all. But I'm still grateful for uh, for the guys and uh, the lady helping us, and also being uh, the band being such really cool, down to earth guys. That's simply um, one of the nice gestures, as you mentioned, um, that have a long line. So now we do exactly the same. When we, I mean, we do a headlining tour since probably ten years now. Mm-hmm. When we invite bands we like, we first of all. Uh, talk to them and try to make things easy and try to help them to assemble a proper a proper show because most of the times you, you invite bands that never did a tour they probably did a couple of shows and if you're lucky they did a, a small venture or something but if you take them on a tour bus they don't have a clue so we give basically back to the scene what cannibal corpse gave us back in the days and um if you know how things work simply help the other guys a little bit that's that's how uh, yeah. the scene works, and uh, you give something, you you take something, and in the end, uh, everybody goes home with a smile on their face. That's my aim. Oh man, I absolutely love, love, love that story. And we've had Cannibal Corpse on the show. Some of the nicest dudes I've ever had the privilege to speaking with, and we grew up with the music, you know. But the fact that they they kind of just took you on on this, you know, this learning experience. Okay, this is the way that touring should be handled this is what we've seen so we believe it'll help you guys out and now you guys are doing the same thing for the bands that are coming up on on the scene themselves the new bands and i think that's what this is all about the, the collaboration that again taking something what you learn and giving it to the next whoever is in line you know and they can yeah. pass it on to whoever's next and, and both of my brothers they're both musicians and they've been touring you know so and they're they they've been learning things for the last 10 years and they're not touring anymore obviously they're taking up other jobs they still do music we, we still do music here in the family but you know when they went touring the stories that i heard my goodness i mean 
every time they went touring, it was something new that they learned that would help them in the future. And they would, when they started headlining, it's a, it's a local band, but when they would start headlining shows, they would teach the younger bands who would tour with them uh, the experiences that they've taken in the past, you know? So that goes hand in hand to what you're saying. Um, uh, Stefan, that, that was, that's an amazing story. I'm, I'm glad you shared that. Now, this is the last part of the interview. I promise, you know, I usually end my interview on a pretty fun note. Now I know when we first connected, you mentioned what was behind me, which was mortal Kombat, And I think, I think, I think you're a nerd. Like I am, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I want to ask, we did talk about themes here. Uh, so on and so forth about what you write in within your compositions but do you have five i'm gonna say five favorite albums or movies you can think of at the top of your head that you can share <laughs> i'll have i'll let you pick you can pick albums or movies if which one uh caters to your uh uh niche i guess uh, i would say albums okay um Dissection, Storm of the Lightsbane, Cynic. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Bloodbath, Phantomless Mastery, um, Morbid Angel Covenant. Holy crap. Um, oh, that's a hard one. That's uh, four. You got four. Death, Death Human. Oh my. You kind of just. <laughs> <laughs> Those are all amazing albums. Those are huge. Uh, uh those are huge albums for me as well like you kind of just i don't know how i think you just stuck into my library and took a peek in there but um i love that that that's uh that's those are the influences for you also it really shows the um again uh the dedication to your craft you put in your music I, those are amazing albums um uh uh stefan again thanks for sharing all that do you have any last words any shout outs anything you'd like to plug in or mention as far as obscura before we finish things off here i know you have a you have touring coming up soon with Persephone and Disillusion uh, in two months, right around the album release. If whatever you want to share with the fans and listeners who are tuning in. Well, yes, uh, we already announced a European tour with uh, Persephone and Disillusion, great bands. But we are also going to announce uh, a major US and Canada tour, yes. 50 plus shows in uh, february march and april next year so let's hope the, op uh, the world opens up a little bit more and the us let us in and uh, we can play for you and our friends well hopefully to see you there i'll make you a deal you come to dallas let me let me uh get that venison burger with you how's that <laughs> I mean hopefully 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 it's at, it's at the gas monkey they're rebuilding the area so once that is confirmed the venue and all that we'll link up and then um, I'll be there at that show, obviously. So I'll be the one going crazy in the pit, um, dying to do that again. But uh, <laughs> we'll we'll definitely do that, and hopefully we can get some barbecue on that day. So that's definitely something that's nice to have something like that to look forward to. But uh, Stefan, thank you again so much for taking the time out of your day to discuss this amazing album. Um, everyone who's listening, this is Stefan Kumerer, uh, frontman of Obscura. A Valediction drops November nineteenth on Nuclear Blast Records. Do us a favor, you know, buy the record if you can. I still buy records that's sitting in the corner of my room because the bands can't do it without your help. You can listen to this podcast on all major podcast streams out there. Check us out on interviewunderfire.com. Uh, Stefan, uh, congratulations on the sixth album, man. Um, have a great tour. Have a safe tour in November. Uh, take care of each other. And then, uh, yeah, what else? Uh, what else am I forgetting? Uh, uh, have a good one, man. I'll see you in person. When you're here in Dallas uh, early next year, looking forward to the announcement for the um, North American dates. Perfect. 
thank you very much for the fantastic talk in the end of the day and uh, hope to see you the next year in Dallas. Yeah, stay safe. And then uh, we'll, we'll stay in touch on the socials and I'll keep you posted once this episode airs. All right, man. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, Stefan. Goodbye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.